Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Efficiency Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This podcast is dedicated to all the women out there who are aspiring to have a career while raising a family. And bitch? Well, that's more than a name and even an attitude. (laughs) We use it as an acronym. It's for bank, inbox, time, connection, and harmony. Each episode is labeled according to the correct topic so that you can efficiently find the topic that you're looking for. I'm here to tell you, you can have your cake and eat it too. The trick is finding efficient ways to get through the have-tos so that you can make room for your best life. I can show you how. Let's get started. Hi, Audrey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here for a number of reasons. One, because we're going to talk about money today. B for bank, my favorite topic to talk about. But also, I got a new backdrop and I'm so excited that you're my very first podcast with the new backdrop. So if you're listening to us, go watch us on YouTube. There's new backdrop happening that I'm super excited about. <laughs> but let's I love your backdrop. Thank you. Thank you. It's so funny how little things like that could just make your whole day. Audrey, let's talk about you. Who are you? Where do you come from? And how do you do life? <laughs> I'm Audrey Faust. I am a fractional CFO and I am a financial coach. And I, in my financial coaching business, I help women, entrepreneurs, small business owners, understand their finances and grow their wealth. Because so many times I hear these stories from women, they don't know what they're looking at. And woman after one, women after women, and men can do this too, but women after women, like not only do they not know what they're looking at, they often put everything back into their business and don't, don't give anything to themselves. And I hear story after story, and I'm really about growing your own personal net worth as well as growing your business. And you can do both. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I love, obviously, I love the work you're in. It's the work I'm in. And I think it's so valuable. There's not enough of us, I don't think. There's so many people out there, particularly now, who are in this gig economy, side hustle, have an idea for a business don't know how to start, don't know how to manage the money that comes in. So I think there's such a huge need. I also really love the space of helping women. As we were talking about before we hit record, women in this country have only been able to have a credit card since 1974. Like that's, my mom was 30. That's insane when you think about it. But of course, it makes sense that many of us don't know how to manage money. If our mothers didn't know how to teach us, how could we learn? And so now we have to really pick up the pieces and start to get better together. So let's do that. I'd love to hear a little bit of the story of how you got into money management and how you started your business and your coaching practice. How did that all happen? As we were talking before, I've grown my CFO business to a nice oiled machine now. And it it works great and I love it. And I'm really good at it. And I have a team that helps me with it. But what I really noticed was the need for smaller businesses, women-owned businesses to really understand their finances because they tend not to, they tend to stay smaller and they tend to take less risks and they tend to just keep it in the side hustle or just keep it in this little niche. Mm -hmm. Because 
They don't always understand what they're looking at and they don't always understand how to grow it. And they don't always understand that they can grow it and take. And women tend to be a little bit less of a risk taker in most cases. Yeah, there's just a lot of women that I've come across that just really need help in that area. And they may not need a fractional CFO, but what they do need is somebody to teach them and educate them around the money. Because as you said, with a credit card in small businesses too, in the 70s, it was women, less than 5% of businesses were owned by women in the 70s. And now 42% of women own businesses, which yay women, (laughs) but we're also, we're the pioneers now, right? We're the pioneers, we're the first generation to be owning businesses and growing businesses. And I just really have the ambition on my heart to help these women succeed. Yeah, I love that. Me too. (laughs) Me too. So let's start it off with, let's talk about net worth. I think that's something that people talk about often, particularly when it comes to like celebrities or people in the media. I know people will say, oh, Bill Gates' net worth is this or Elon Musk's net worth is this. But like we all have that from a financial perspective too. So can you talk a little bit about that, the definition of it? So what your personal net worth is your assets, which are your car, your house, any, your bank accounts, your 401ks, your retirement accounts, any money or thing that you have is considered an asset. And then there's your debt and your reliability. So any kind of debt you have would be your car loans, your house loans, credit cards that are revolving. If you pay them off every month, you don't really have to count that. Any kind of revolving debt that you have to pay every month and you owe to a company or a person. So you take your assets and all your cash and you subtract out all your debts and that's how you get your net worth. And yeah, a lot of people don't like understand that. They hear it a lot, but it's really pretty simple to calculate. And, and I could share with you after I have a net worth calculator. I have a wealth building bundle that has a bunch of great calculators in it. And net worth is one where you can just put everything in and it calculates your net worth for you. And then you can watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a question. Do you consider if I rent a home or an apartment and I have a lease on that, does that count it as part of my debt? If I've signed a lease? No, that's a great question. I never really thought of it that way. But personally, I wouldn't count that as debt because it's not, you don't own the home. Mm-hmm. It's actually somebody else's debt if they have a mortgage or something on that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really count that as, I wouldn't put that on the net worth calculator. I wouldn't really count that. Okay, good. Yeah, and it's funny how different things can, when people, and the reason I ask is that if you're considering the money that you bring in, and you don't have a loan for something, it's not necessarily debt until there's a lien on it, until there's a note payable on it, right? Until somebody's going to come after you for that. So potentially if you had a lease that you would have to pay $5,000 if you broke it, potentially that could be against you in a way. But if that's part of your living expenses, I it's not a debt. It's a part of how you're living your life. And those things get confusing and people I think can spend a lot of time and energy trying to dig into those. So what would be some of your tips for 
getting through it quickly so that you can come up with a rough number. We're not looking for rocket science here, right? We're not looking for the to the penny. Like how much time should somebody spend on a calculator or trying to determine a net worth? Just a few minutes. Have all the information in front of you. You log in to your bank accounts and put them in. You log into mm-hmm. your retirement accounts, put that in. It really should only take a few minutes to calculate. And then you have all your debt. And the, probably the what will take the most amount of time is collecting all that information. Sure. And it, so it really depends on how many things you have. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it important to know? How can that help you? Because some people get confused about debt and think debt is bad, right? We have so many people that say debt is bad and I don't necessarily agree. So you can grow your net worth and how I've grown my net worth is I've accumulated more debt by buying rental properties. And sometimes you need to invest in debt in order to grow your wealth. No, I don't say, I'm not saying go out and put all this money on a credit card. So I have what's called the 7% rule. 7% rule is if the interest rate is 7% or less, pay what you have to pay on that, but don't pay more. Mm-hmm. Don't pay extra. Invest it in something else, a mutual fund, your retirement account, whatever. Because you're going to earn more money in the end by investing that money than actually paying down your debt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have the opposite in their brain. They've been told, pay an extra $100 on your mortgage. I can tell you for a fact, because I've done this calculation several times, you have a $250,000 mortgage for 30 years and you pay an extra $100 on it, you're going to pay that mortgage off in an extra like four and a half years, close to five, between four and a half and five years, you'll save on that. And you'll save about 40,000 in interest. But if you take that same $100 and invest it in a mutual fund and every month for 30 years, guess how much money you'll have at the end of that 30 years? And what? 10 times that, or 100 330 over almost $340,000 you will have in a mutual fund. If you take that same hundred, you'll have more than their original mortgage. Yeah. So it's it's a magical thing, isn't it? Have you heard of the latte factor? Have you read this book? I read this book a couple of years ago. It's, it's designed, it's written for younger generation who's learning about 401k and compounding interest for the first time. But he's, he paints a beautiful story. It's a, and it is in a story. It's not like a textbook, but he describes how compounding interest works and how you just take that money from your latte every day and how it will really add up over the course of your lifetime. So I think that's yeah. great advice. I need, there's so many people, Dave Ramsey in particular, I think is one that gets a lot of attention in certain circles and in certain generations for being. Debt is bad, cash only. And I don't follow his philosophy either. I don't believe debt is bad in all cases. I think credit cards are bad. I think credit cards are a complete evil. And the only time you should be using them is you can pay them off faster. That, right away. So that you're yeah, never paying At the end interest. of the month. I like to yes. use them because I like the points, but I pay I them off. I do too. I do too. We have a lot of airline miles that we get because of credit cards. 
but they are making a killing on other people not paying their interest on time. They're also charging the vendors, right? Like I don't take credit cards as a form of payment for my business because they take money from me when they do that. Credit cards are a necessary evil that you have to learn to deal with. And right now the interest rates are extraordinary, like 26% on credit cards, 30% on credit cards. If you're listening to this and you have credit card debt, that is the only debt you should be paying ahead of time. Absolutely. It is a pillar. And it's funny you bring up Dave Ramsey because when I first got into financial coaching, I did Dave Ramsey's certification program based on a recommendation from a friend. And I knew about halfway through that it was not my philosophy. And the story is like, he had a case study that was this couple who sold their home to be debt-free and rented. So now they're paying somebody else's mortgage. I'm like, how does that make sense? You're not building your wealth. You're not building your net worth. You're building somebody else's net worth at that point, right? Because you're paying somebody else's mortgage. Yeah. So yeah, it just blew my mind when I when that was one of his success stories. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is not the way <laughs> I'm gonna be approaching. It is an interesting and I like to I compare a lot of money philosophy Sam, because he is very well known and he does have a big platform, but he's been doing it a very long time. I don't think he's wrong, and he is teaching people how to get out of debt in a lot of cases. But most of the time, the debt that he's dealing with is credit card or really extraordinary circumstances of debt. And he's trying to change people's mindsets out of that hole. But I completely agree. Like, I will have a mortgage forever because that's how the asset will continue to be beneficial to me. I can use my cash elsewhere. But the other thing that I find really interesting about his philosophy is using cash. Now, it's opposite of what I preach. I want everybody to use a debit card or a credit card as long as you're paying it off right away because then you can trace where your money went. Like, yeah. then you know exactly to the penny where your money's going. Uh, for me, using cash, it disappears. I will send it over here or over there. And I'd, I'll look down in my wallet and there's nothing left and I can't remember where it went. What's your philosophy on tracking expenses and making sure that people know where they're going? Yeah, that's, I'm same philosophy, Melissa. I really, I love credit cards because I love the point. But I have, and I have a lot of credit cards that I pay every single one of them off every month. I have yeah. it programmed so... It automatically comes out of my bank account every single month, every single month. So the 100% of the balance. The only time I sometimes don't do that is if I want to invest in a program. I did this before, like with the coaching. I wanted to work with a coach. If you pay in full up front, you save 20%. And uh, I was, so then I would get like a 0% credit card. Yes. And Stretch the payments out myself for a year. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Smart. But but yeah, I use credit card. I have several rental properties and each rental property has its own credit card. Yeah. You have a personal credit card. I have a business credit card. My husband has a, a business. We have a credit card for that. Like I am really like segregated. Everybody oh, you are so my people. And everything has their own credit card. And it makes it so much easier to track everything. Yeah, I agree. I like to know where I spent every single penny. I want to know 
how much we spent for school supplies. I tell the story and I wrote about it in my book for ice cream on my family's profit and loss statement. I legit have a profit and loss statement for my family. <laughs> my balance sheet, just for the record. <laughs> Wish I know my net worth for my balance sheet, but but I have my ice cream line because I want my kids to know how much money we're spending on ice cream. And it's the kind of thing that I preach in business, but also like I hope listeners are understanding knowing where you spend your money is going to help you keep it <laughs> and grow that net worth. So let's talk, let's go back to net worth. What kind of decisions can have it knowing your net worth do? What kind of major choices or shifts can you do knowing that number? I think it helps. It educates you on what's going to grow my net worth, right? Mm-hmm. So if I buy this, like a car, for instance, will be an asset on your net worth, but they depreciate and don't appreciate, which means they lose money. They go down in value and not up in value. So although that will add some value to your net worth, it's going to continue to go down in value. So it's better than, in my opinion, it's probably better than leasing a car, right? But yeah, just keep in mind, it's going to go down in value. Buying an extravagant car and thinking that it's going, they'll even go down in value more, going to add to your net worth. It really isn't. (laughs) But if you want to... If you like vacationing in a certain place every single year and you're like renting a property every single year, maybe you should look in buying a property there and renting it yourself and then block out a week for you and your family. That's what we've done in the past. And I have several rental properties and every single year they pay for themselves Uh and we get to go vacation there for free. That's a way you can grow your net worth is by investing in things like that. And by knowing your net worth, you are more what you focus on grows, right? I'm all about that. You focus on your numbers in business, you're going to grow your numbers. You focus on your profit, you're going to grow your profit. You focus on your net worth, you're going to grow your net worth. Yeah. It just adds a little excitement to it. Oh, I'm growing my net worth. And that's to me, maybe because I'm a numbers geek like you, (laughs) that's exciting to me to watch my net worth go higher and higher. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. My two favorite reports in business are the balance sheet because I can track net worth. I can see changes over time. I know where everything is. But my second favorite is cash flow. I really like to geek out and look at, I want to have my crystal ball, of course, and start to decide how much cash is going to come in. But I do it in my personal life too, like really trying to decide how much money's going out, how much money's coming in. April 15th is two days away as of time of this recording. A lot of people are seeing a huge increase in their bank account if they got a tax return or a huge decrease in their bank account if they didn't pay enough. Or maybe you were one of the lucky ones and you got it right on the money. But this time of year is always seems to have a huge uptick for us in our business of fractional CSO work. I'm sure yours is similar. People are like, oh, I need to pay attention to my money. I... I love that people pay attention to their money in April. I wish people paid more attention to their money year round. Like I like to say, you should always have money. You should never have money on your heart. Always have money on your mind and really pay close attention to those pieces. Do you have resources that you recommend people go out to either ones you've created or tried and true ones that you've used in the past? As I mentioned, or I have the wealth building bundle calculators and I've created them based on what 
I've personally done. I actually have them created. They're actually pretty cool. (laughs) If I do say so myself, but yes, I found like it makes it more fun by having something like these calculators because they have graphs in them and all that. Yeah. You can find stuff like that online as well. It's not going to be as pretty and as fun as the ones I created, but you can find them online. And is it on your website? Is that it's on my website, AudreyFaustConsulting.com. There's free wealth calculators at the top. You can find them there. And I can give you the link direct that you can put in the show notes if you want. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, like I've used different things, but I created these to make it better and easier for everybody else. That's awesome. I think getting a calculator and starting to pay attention to that and playing with it. What does it look like if I have this much? What does it look like if I spend this much? You can really start to see how little things can change over time. Like you said, $100 a month for 30 years is a lot of money. Yeah. And you can really start to make a big difference really quickly. So I love that. Audrey, thank you so much for coming on. I will close. Maybe you just gave the name of your website. Maybe say it one more time. Is there any other good way for the audience to connect with you? Um, yeah, sure. My website is AudreyFaustConsulting.com. And I am on Instagram at and Facebook on Great With Money. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as well, Audrey Faust. Awesome. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Melissa. It's been so much fun. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new around here, please be sure to leave us a review on any podcast platform you're listening to. And you can always reach out to me to let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about or maybe telling me someone you think would be great for the show. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at EfficiencyBee. Until next time, see ya!